everybody. Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 330, being recorded on December 17th, 2014. I'm Ryan Schrout. I'm Jeremy Helstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. And I'm Alan Malmontano. Josh, are you going for your Steve Jobs look today, by chance? I was hoping more Steve McQueen. All right. The tactical um, forest gray. (laughs) The tactical turtleneck. It is gray, not black, so I guess it's a little bit off kilter in that way. Um, Welcome to the show, everybody. This is the podcast from PC Perspective, where we review hardware and crap like that for computers. Uh, Interesting story today. Um, And he may, who knows, maybe we have a new listener viewer today. Maybe. Um, a, A young man visited us. Uh, he's actually delivering my Jimmy John's for lunch today, and uh, uh, he, I get delivery food all the time, man, because I'm lazy and I eat fast food too much. Um, but most of the time, people come into the office, they kind of look around at all the, the crap that's here, and they go, whatever, and they just kind of take this signature sheet and then they yeah. leave, right? As soon as he walked in and, and kind of like looked around, I could tell that he knew what the stuff was. Yep. Like He was like... Oh man, he's looking around, and, and I was on the phone with um, gears a guy. We, I was on the phone with a guy from Nvidia talking about something else. I said, "Hold on, I got a, I got something for my food." And the guy's like, "Oh man, what do you do here?" And I said, mm-hmm. "Well, we review computer parts." And he's like, "Oh, that is awesome." And then I'm signing out the sheet and filling out the tip form, and the next line is, "You know, the only problem with my computer is," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, this is going to be really bad." But he's like. The drivers, I have to uninstall them before I can reinstall a new one every time. And I was sure. like, well, what do you have? He's like a GTX 770. Uh, and like I said, you get like a little pop-up in the corner. He says, yeah, it says the GeForce needs to be updated or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. I click it, and it says it, there's no internet, even though the pop-up just had to connect to the internet to yeah. tell me that there was a new oh, driver. So the guy knows what's up, too. He, ca- he like, kind of knew. He kind of yeah. knew what was going on. And it was funny because the guy I was talking to on the phone is like, the works, guy in charge of drivers. Works at NVIDIA. Even more so. He was like in charge of drivers. Uh-huh. So I, pulled up, I was like, hey, hey, did you get all that? Your shit doesn't work. <laughs> and, uh, right in front of the guy, right? GeForce yeah. experience was poor. <laughs> Correct. And so uh, when I told the delivery kid that's like, oh, this, I'm on the phone with somebody from a video who does on drivers. He's like, no way. His mind like, was yeah, completely blown. Yeah. Right? And he was like, are you hiring? And I said, well, not right now. Um, but Give me your card. You know, in theory, it's not a bad <laughs> idea. He's a younger guy it's who's true. just like excited to do it. He'd probably work for free. Am I like, being replaced? You'll yeah. be able to get cheap Jimmy <laughs> John's. Yeah, low-cost lunch. Order some more. He'll, he'll, he'll get an upgraded video card eventually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In, in, in retrospect, it's just said, maybe give me your name and number, and we'll see if we need some like benchmarking monkey work done. Um, it, you'd it probably do been, it with a smile on his face. It could have been interesting. Uh, yeah, it, but then they just get jaded. Like, and then and then the guy I was talking to on the phone was like, you know he's just going to come back with his friends and steal all your crap out of that office now. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, that's why I got the ADT system set up and all the decals and all the windows and doors, just so they know, Yeah, yeah. hey, please don't do that. <laughs> please don't steal all my stuff because uh, that would make me sad. Um, so that was my funny story of the day. I don't know how yeah, it was kind of funny it was, but the sandwich was amazing. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Bootleggers Club, great sandwich. Thinny chips. Under 800 calories for everything. Under, I highly recommend it. You make, Under you make it sound like that's oh, very few calories. For a 2,000-calorie-a-day diet. It, oh, it, am I supposed okay. to do the pre-roll now? or is Yeah, that... run the Jimmy John okay. ads now. Okay. 
And we're back. Thanks for that and all the support for Jimmy John's. Um, <laughs> if you want to, uh, we do record the show live. If you're if you're watching us, you already know that. Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern or so, depending on technical difficulties. Uh, if you want to be notified when we record the show live, you can go into the chat room and hang out and ask us questions and talk with people and make fun of Josh. Uh, that's all part of the experience, really, of the podcast. We do that at PCPro.com slash live. If you are a forgetful person and you want to sign up for a mailing list that reminds you of when we do that, uh, just go to to pcpro.com slash subscribe. You'll come to this page here um, that asks for your uh, name and email address right here. And all I do is send you an email somewhere between 30 minutes and an hour before the show starts. Uh, and we do other shows too where we give away prizes on uh, game streams or whatever, which we have done a lot in this quarter. So you'll, you'll definitely want to sign up for that mailing list if you haven't yet. Um, so let's jump into stuff. First things first right here. Jeremy, you updated the leaderboard today. Was there any – I guess before I go into that, our hardware leaderboard is at pcper.com slash leaderboard or pcper.com slash HWLB. And it is a kind of a one-page location where you can get our recommendations for – Systems at variable price ranges. For example, the low end systems now at 386, mid range at 893, high end at 1241, and the dream system is at almost $3,000. You click that little plus and it expands out and shows you the components and gives you links to where you can buy them if you want uh, to, to look for that stuff there. Uh, but I'm curious, you updated it today at the request of myself and some of our Twitter followers, Jeremy. What, were there any updates? Were they just price updates? How'd that, how'd that all work out? I mean, for the most part, yeah. Uh, it's it's been a slow last half of the year for brand new, interesting stuff. If you take the nine eighty nine seven, we just that, sort of sure. saw some changes, uh, just overall in pricing and such. And the fact that it's only three hundred eighty six dollars is really kind of nice for a low end system, and that's oh, yeah, including that's uh, an actual discrete GPU. You can knock fifty bucks off it if you don't pick up the two forty. And want to save for something a little bit better um, if you're on a super uh, low budget. Uh, for the mid-range, uh, the 4670K got kicked out. Um, the 4690 is actually only 220 bucks at this point. Unlocked, and hey, it's pretty decent. Yeah. It also gets uh, the Gigabyte Black Edition, the GA-Z79X UD3H which is really a hell of a motherboard for the price. Uh, because the problem is, I mean, some of the newer Z97s are still 300 bucks easily. Oh, yeah. So you've got to shop around to find a good one. The, the Gigabyte Black actually has two PCIe Express uh, 3.0 slots, so you can upgrade to dual video if you want. They'll both run at 8x. Yeah. Uh, and apart from that... Um, Your video card selection kind of sucks. Well... Hey. 225 and get the uh, R9 285, which is uh, significantly oh, faster. I did not find that at a uh, price that I liked, which is too bad, because I like the 285 because oh. it's Tonga. Hey, you Tonga. get to play with Duke Silicon. Yeah. I will have to double-check that, because if, if you found one, let Josh me know. Josh loves playing with new silicon. Yeah. No, uh, the 850 Evo mm-hmm. jumped in, because at 140 bucks for a 250-gig drive, nice. uh, seriously, it's, it's kind of hard to resist. It did make the like high me. in the dream end system a little bit questionable. I mean, it's it's hard to pick between the 850 Pro and the 850 Evo. I mean, Alan's you mean the of, 840 Pro or the 850 Pro? Because 850 Pro is a little, quite a bit more, isn't it? It is a little bit more Pro expensive. You get a 10-year warranty. That's true. But, mm-hmm, true. I mean, 
you get a five-year warranty on the 850 Evo. Yeah. There's still nothing to sneeze at, and the endurance is going to be pretty darn good on these. Like, <laughs> okay, how long ago did you get your first SSD, Jeremy? Really? Three years ago? Oh, it's that Agility 3 that's still kicking just yeah, fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> like three years ago. So five years, yeah. yeah. Still not even and I mean, Al, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but the 850 Pro did a bit better on deep Q depths, didn't it? Uh, it's not that it was deep Q depths. It's that it was how far it progressed through the test before the cache ran out. Yes. Okay. That's the thing. So it just couldn't get all the way up, like on that one particular test. I think it was database, which is where the cache ran out of steam. Um, yeah. You know, but the thing is, that's a continuous test. It's not, you know, if just regular consumers, consumer yeah, regular consumers models. should pay attention to that that chart before it tapers off. You know, because <laughs> chances are they're going to be in that range. Uh, you know, whenever they hit the hit the SSD, they're only going to be hitting it like an intermittent burst. It's not. So and that's probably why I listed them both. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. the 850 Pro is the one I went with, so 165 for the 512. Wait, are they really that cheap? Or sorry, that, that's the 256. Uh, 140 for the Evo. So it's you know a 25 dollar difference, mm-hmm. and very much a personal choice. So and is that an 850 Pro or an? Yeah. Eight? All right. I, they weren't that 850 cheap. 850 Pro, no, 256 for 164 dollars. Yeah, because they were running like 70 cents a gig and up. Oh, they certainly were. Like but not too long ago, down. right? And then all of a sudden, like they dropped the prices along with. Yeah, because the one terabyte used to be 699. Now it's 629. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most and in that case, year. I would sort of suggest the 850 Evo because it's 470. It's interesting That's, that those yeah, prices came down difference. at the same time that the 850 Evo launched. Why is it curious? It's just weird. Like I would, I would expect the Evo to undercut it by a lot. 500 gig Evo is 249. But, but like the Evos are just shipping. Yeah, the, the pros are already in the channel, and yep. there isn't that much of a perf difference between them as we just discussed. Oh, so true. trying to clear more pros out of the channel that have been yeah. sitting for a little bit and play yep. them with Evos, mm-hmm. kind of move yeah. along inventory. So, uh, oh, the other nice thing was yeah. that the Revo drive yeah. is down to twelve sixty seven. Considering it used to be fifteen hundred bucks, that's a nice cut to see. Oh, the OCZ Revo drive. Yeah, what do we have that in? I would assume not. Dream. Is that the dream system? The dream dream system? I, I put it in as a choice for the dream system for those people that actually have the budget to do it. Because and I mean, it's for that price for the 960 gig, not bad, not yeah. bad at all. Twelve sixty seven. So you can again, you can find that at uh, pcpro.com slash leaderboard, and uh, we update that fairly regularly as well so uh, check that out if you're looking for system build suggestions there and if you follow those links through the amazon.com stuff that helps us out as well so let's go ahead and get into some reviews from this week first up uh real quick we'll talk about the silverstone sfx power supply this time a 600 watt sfx is a I don't know if it's technically a Silverstone. Is it a technically a Silverstone exclusive form factor? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is. The idea is to make it smaller. So, for example, a standard 600 watt power supply from Corsair on the right, and a 600 watt SFX power supply on the left. Quite a dramatic difference there. And the idea is for home theater PC, not necessarily home theater PCs, but small form factor PCs in general. Something like this. What did the hell case is that? That's the. Uh, uh, d- which one is that? Hmm. Oh, how about that? Inside the Cooler Master Elite 110. So, hey, mini, I think mini that's ITX the uh, Cooler Master Elite 110. 
Hey, uh, I think it's the Cooler Master Elite 110. Maybe yeah, even though you took all the panels off, I still believe it could be the Elite 110. Yeah. So Lee wrote this review up. Go check that out if you're interested in small form factor cases and power supplies. Now, keep in mind, like, I think you can put this power supply in any system, mm-hmm. but it kind of defeats the purpose, right? Like, yeah. it's it, only really look at these if you're looking at those types of cases and chassis because oh. it is a little bit more expensive as well. It's $129 I, I guess for a 600 watt. Unit. I guess that was a Cooler Master case that had the SFX in it, so it's not just a silver surface. Yeah, thing. but I, I, I was trying to, I don't know who created SFX form factor. Somebody in the chat will let us know, but I want to say Silver, Silverstone was either the very first person or mm-hmm. they created the form factor and maybe other people have kind of gone into it because I don't know if Cooler Master makes an SFX power supply. Yeah, but I, they make power supplies, right? They do, yeah. So, Cooler Master does, but they make cases. Yeah. And that was a picture of a Silverstone power supply in a Cooler Master case. So. But I doubt Cooler Master would want to use an exclusive Silverstone thing. Nah, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So check that out. But it, like I said, it is kind of expensive, 130 bucks for a 600-watt unit, but you're paying for kind of the higher-end components that allow you to run it in a, in a smaller size. It did get a gold award. <laughs> gold. 50 amps in the 12-volt rail. That's pretty good. That's a lot of current. Yeah, what, 600 watts? Yeah, 600 watts. Yeah, nice. Next up, Alan's going to talk to us about the Inatech USB 3 drive dock. Uh, this will be quick, short, and to the point here. It's a... It's a external USB 3 dock for uh, 2.5-inch hard drives, not yep. just SSDs. But yeah, you can put a regular hard drive in here. Hard drive um, in there. It supports up to the 9.5 millimeter, so that's your standard okay. laptop hard drive size, right? Um, and uh, if you scroll down a little, I mean, on the inside, the thing is really, really, really simple. Um, I mean, it's got a USB 3 port on the back and a lock that you may or may not need, and inside you get this one little the tiny PCB. PCB. Yeah. It looks um, like that. <laughs> It really, there's nothing to it. Right? Uh, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's just everything's all built into this J-Micron controller. I know I said J-Micron, don't, don't, uh, don't freak know, out. Don't freak out. Okay. Um, because it actually is pretty good. It's just a, basically a bridge to go between USB three. Yeah, it's, it's not an SSD controller, so correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just goes between USB three and SATA. Basically, just bridges it. Um, I mean, it's not perfect because we, I actually tried to push this thing and go high on the Q depth, and it doesn't really do much once you go past. We should, we should point out that the, one of the big selling points of this is that not just that it's USB 3, but that it supports UASP. USB, which means that you can have a Q. Right. There can be a Q depth, right? Which, which is, is different which is than good. traditional USB 3.0 bot, which is, I forget what that stands for now. Bulk only transfer. Bulk only transfer. So that's sequential data transfer only. The, UASP allows you to have something similar to SATA NCQ. Yeah, except it's just using SCSI command set. Okay. But okay. same difference, right? SCSI command set is very parallel with um, allows you to get higher with how SATA works. It, right? Yeah. Uh, that and just the fact that you can issue things in parallel. There's other parallelism that happens through that chain of, you know, how that mm. how those commands get from the OS all the way down to the device, right? And it kind of take some shortcuts and, you know, reduce okay. some of that time. And the fact that you can do issue those commands in parallel is kind of a big deal because, like, Windows, if you're just trying to read a file sequentially, it'll actually do it at a certain queue level. It won't just be a queue depth of one. It'll right? try to pre-read. It, and it'll it'll say, hey, give me the next, you know, give yeah. me the next however many blocks of 128K a piece, right? And if you do that, especially to an SSD, you know, you're going to go much faster, right? Um so speeds were good. Looks like we saw sequential read speeds of up to 389 and write at 341. And that's with yep. an 850 Pro. That was with uh, that, I used an 850 Evo, the 500 gig. Okay. 
um, which pretty much saturates all the time anyway, even if you're <clears throat> writing in TLC mode. Um, sure. But, uh, you know, pretty good speeds. Uh, I tried a sampling of different drives just for compatibility and to see how things worked, and it pretty much will max out at those numbers that we posted. Yeah. Uh, or you might see a little bit lower if you put in an SSD that has, you know, write speeds more limited, like lower capacity SSD. Makes right? sense. That's where you notice that it's, oh, it's running slower than I would expect on the writes, but... Other than that, it really... But that's an SSD limitation. That's not, an SSD limitation. Really the, the best part about this device is its price, though. Oh, yeah. It's like $17, oh, yeah. I think? $16? Uh, I think the FE 20, 2005 is like 19 bucks. The 2006 is actually $2 cheaper, which might actually be a little bit newer option. Yeah, yeah. There's a newer it's option. Got a better kind of closing mechanism. Yeah, this that's, thing is kind of... I don't know. It's kind of... Feels a little bit flimsy ish. Yeah. I mean, the other the other solution might not be much better because it really is just like a sliding door yeah. that goes over the top. But yeah, that's the same as the one that I did. I uh, mean, it's, it's got a sliding yeah. lock on the top of it. And the one thing I'm, I'm almost and I hate to say it, a little bit disappointed because the one I was testing without the UAST was hitting 316 megabytes with an SSD. Yes, with an SSD, but it's just not a huge difference for that extra two dollars in price. I'm sure it depends on what yeah. you're testing. Yeah, I think a real, I right. Think like I, in my in my, if I look like if you look at your Addo results, the difference of Q depth of two versus Q depth of four. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, what am I looking at? What's the less hand? Especially as there is that, look bite, at like is that four. data size. Yeah, that's like look at four. Yeah, four goes there. from forty up to sixty-one and seventy. Yeah, so it's like a fifty percent boost. In the performance you would get for 4K random, especially, and that makes more sense for smaller file sizes yeah. than it does for larger file sizes. Yeah, I guess, right? and and for something external, the time where you would really see that difference is whenever you, you know, if you're trying to copy stuff to an external drive and you hit that chunk of really small files, yeah, right? it's always annoying. And and you, you sit there and, your and if it's a really go to like 300K per second. Yeah, and if it's a really crappy drive or non-USB drive or something like, you'll see it. Like you could watch the counter sit there and tick like a couple of files per second. When really, yeah. you know, the thing's capable yeah. of like, you know, hundreds of files per second at that speed. Um, so this would get you much closer to that in that case, right? So, yeah, I mean, you can hit 300 meg per second with a non-USB device uh, on USB 3 now with like current controllers. Um, didn't used to be the case. Yeah. When like USB 3 was early. And, like, and I think uh, Ken said this at one point, too. It's like, this is just... Even if you don't have a direct use for this now, like for fifteen or twenty bucks, just yeah. buy it. Oh, just yeah. buy one. That's, and keep that's what it I put. That's what I put in the conclusion. Because be you, like, just have it with you because you're going to need it at some point. You never know. Someone comes by with a laptop. You want, or they're trying to upgrade to an SSD. You want to just do a quick image, right? As long as the laptop has USB three on it, this is going to make it go way, way quicker, right? Yeah. You're trying oh, yeah. to copy. Um, yeah, because in that case, it is a bunch of small files. If you're doing like a like you know a Cronus image. Is trying to copy every single tiny Windows INI file over, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That would take like two or three times the amount of time for that chunk of files without this thing, right? So now yeah. copying thumbnails.db. Yeah, now copying thumbnails.db. Now copying <laughs> <laughs> times fifty thousand. Uh, another story that went up this week uh, was something I asked Scott to do for us. Um, he had written a review of a of a mechanical keyboard. Yep. A while ago, well, those cherry switch keyboards. That he 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 did a very good job of kind of explaining the difference between all the different cherry colors. He had animations and, and made stuff. these animations. He made these animations out of it. And, and and I don't know what happened, but earlier this week or late last week, I just suddenly said, "Hey, why don't we have that up there as something separate?" So that you know, when people search about, "Hey, what's the difference between these mechanical keyboard switches?" Yep, we can have a story that talks about specifically the difference of that, and not in the middle of another story. So I had uh, Scott put together this 
little post of uh, mechanical keyboard switches explained and compared um, when he goes through these explanations, right? You've got here, you're talking about, uh, what are these, centinewtons um, uh, of compression how much force, power, how much, force how much force it requires to yeah. depress it. Um, is it a linear feel? Is it a tactile feel? How clicky is it? And he kind yep. of divides this up into this table. Um, obviously, you've got to read some of the surrounding text to really understand what we're looking at here. But then he made these animations, right? So um, cherry black, and you can kind of see how it is a, a linear depression, and then the this is what is actually triggering the um, the key press. The, the actual key press, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what the difference is in red, it looks like it's travel in that case. Yep. Uh, my favorite one is the blue. Yeah. Because you can clearly yeah. see shows the, the click. The like, click. Yeah, that's, like, that's when, it, when the when the bottom part, gray part, separates and cools down. And that's the click, right? Yep. Like that's what you're – That's hot. Yeah, it is. Look at oh, that. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, and then it uh, goes away. Yeah. And that animation was just sitting there buried in an article from months and months ago. Yeah. And, like not so really I, noticed. I think, so I think these but are really just cool. sit and stare at it for and a while. And then like the Cherry MX Brown is kind of like an in-between where there, you definitely – you can see when it goes over that edge. That's what's in mine. You feel a tactile that's what, thing. That's what I put in mine at home. It would be like, significantly less loud than that. It's, it's really – it doesn't click at all. You, oh, just, really? it, you just have the feeling of a clicky key. Hmm. Like to your finger, it would basically be the same thing. Right, as far as the feel, but you're not ma- you're not making a racket, and and <laughs> like when you know, Ken is like typing, Ken is typing. typing out stuff on his computer. These are reds here. Oh, are those reds? There? Those are reds. I have blues at home. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And also, browns are still loud. Don't, so, don't so front. Well, you know what it is with that. It's true. You know what really it is though. It's it's the when the key's bottom. Yeah. The way that cherry's yeah. bottom is it's just a hard plastic on. Well, plastic. you can see. Well, no, they all kind of do that, but yeah. yeah. But they, when they bottom, it's plastic on plastic. It's basically doing the same thing that the clicky one does with that section of it mm, hitting the okay. bottom, right? And then they sell these little O-ring kits that you can get right? Um, of a couple of different diameters. And you just put them – you have to pull the keycap off. You stick it changes down. the feeling a little bit, right? It, well, it just makes it so that they bottom on an O-ring. But doesn't it feel a little bit different yes. when they oh, bottom yeah. out? Like yeah, it's, it's totally different, but it's, it's dead silent. Yeah. Like they, they actually – mine with those O-rings, they, the keys make more noise when you let go of them. And they and they hit the top of their travel. That's kind of also uh, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Different keycaps instead of ABS. That's keycaps, true. If you have P- my roommate has a keyboard with PBT keycaps, it's yeah. they're blues, but it's pretty silent actually. Yeah, it's quieter hmm. plastic. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, he goes through and gives you examples of keyboards that have that. For example, the Cherry MX Blue, like the uh, Thermaltake Esports Poseidon Z Blue. Makes sense, guys. Yep. Uh, and he also talks about um, the the like some of the new switches that are coming out: the Razer Green, uh, the Razer Orange. Like now that the kind of uh, what is that? The patent has expired on Cherry yeah, switches. Now people are kind of making their own. Yep. Slight deviations, which is much better for the cost of these things. Logitech has their own. Uh, the yeah. Omron. I think Omron is actually the company that makes the switch, but they worked with Logitech exclusively to make this, and now it's in the Romer G. Uh, or the switch is called is Romer G, and it's in the Logitech G910 Orion Spark. Which one's in that RGB keyboard? Which one? Once that happen? The one that's sitting on Ken's desk. Uh, the RGB70? Yeah. The K70? I don't know. How much? What? Were those those special cherry keys that yes. were clear? No. For, or they had oh. the LEDs embedded in them or, some, or something? So like they're that? cherry reds with the ex- Corsair exclusive RGB key switches. So the mm. the RGB element is embedded in each key. Oh, okay. And then it shines up through a through the keycap. I really want to try this uh, Logitech G910. I don't know. It's hard to see in this picture, but it's kind of got like like it doesn't look like it'd be great for typing necessarily because it's got a cup these like 
divots in the middle of each, maybe? Yeah, I don't it's know It's meant for gaming, right? Yeah. It's, it's meant to, to, to keep the... I, I don't know. I'd so like your to fingers try don't slide off as easy, I yeah. guess? And, yeah. Ryan likes the weird keyboards. Like he you know what? You know somebody who could probably get you one of these. Uh, yeah, I know. I, yeah. I, I just got a lot of other stuff going on. I, 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 I will get one for sure. I, I want to try it. I want to try it. Because what's the keyboard I have now? The Use the uh, Topre key switches. Yeah. The electric yeah, like the electrostatic. Yeah, you're, you're weird. I it's it's like an, it's a good in between. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so check out that story. I, I think Scott did a really good job of kind of uh, compiling stuff that he had done previously and adding a little bit to it. If you're curious about mechanical keyboard switches and why everybody's so excited about them. All right, next up, Scott does such nice work. He does such beautiful artistry. He has too much hair, though. Too much hair? You want him to share some with you? No. Next time he gets a haircut, I'll have him ship you the leftovers. He doesn't want that that curly. I don't want those hairs. I'm going to send them to you anyway. Oh, yeah. No, you have to. Um, As long as I'm not a Norwegian guy getting married and his friends have me wear a fake beard. That's pretty good. There's enough you could do the beard, too. Uh, MSI. (laughs) Jesus. Um, (laughs) Steve. Uh, hey, Steve. Hey, Steve, but a different Steve. Steve Chardine uh, posted a review of the MSI GT72 2QE. Hey, 2QE, that's a thing again. It must be indicative of the GPU in it. Hey, I'm uh, learning the model number system. Right. Um, you may I don't remember, know. You may remember the MSI GT72 as the machine that we tested, uh, did our benchmarking on for the GeForce GTX 980M mobility GPU. Yep. We did a story on that, looking at just performance of, of that, and we promised you back then, quite a while ago, sorry for the delay, a re- full review of the machine, and that's what um, Steve has for us here. Overall specs are pretty impressive. you got a, a Core i7-4710, which is a quad-core hyper-threaded processor. Yep. You got the 980M with 8 gigs of memory. You got 32 gigs of RAM in this laptop. This is an awful lot of stuff. It is. Oh, it's, yeah. You got a 500 gig quad SSD RAID 0. Oh, I remember this one now. Uh, and a Hitachi 1 terabyte 7200 RPM drive for yeah, storage. Those, it was Super a, RAID. It was a set of... Oh, they were all... They were like... Were they MSAT? Or, no. Yeah. I remember they were M.2. They were M.2. Four of them somehow... But it was M.2 SATA. Yeah. And they were put in this special kind of little cradle That's thing. That's right. Like a little module that, type A little thing. module. And then that had like some sort of weird mini yes. connector. Su- Super Raid. It's Super definitely Super Raid. Super Raid 2. Uh, it's, it's a 17-inch screen, 1080p, TN, LED, matte, Windows 8.1, uh, obviously all that stuff. Uh, 2230, 2x2, wireless N, etc., uh, etc. The thing is decked out. It's a big machine, like physically. Uh, and I maybe said this when we were talking about the graphics performance, but it is also, it's not very heavy, I thought. It's heavy, but it's not as heavy as it looks. Yeah. You know, that top picture kind of looks shopped. What, this one? That one, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a sunset like photo. I yeah. know, I know, but it, it looks like he shopped it into the picture. I mean, if you, you, can, get a, you can get an idea of the size if I click in it and see if he has a bigger version. <laughs> oh, he's got a bigger version. Uh, see, you can get an shopped. idea of the size based <laughs> on the, the sun's hitting it. Uh, based on the display ports, display port ports, ATM machine, machine. And, and, the, and the lid of it is actually black. It's just it's yeah. reflecting the sky. Well, you can see the, yeah, it's like a yeah. brushed metal black there. Um, it, it, Oh no, Vordy! Oh no! Oh, we did that. That was you. We even got it. Actually, yeah. Yeah. sorry about that. Uh, you can get an idea. So, like, like, here's the inside. Let's see if we can get a better view of that. So, here is. There's your Super Raid too. There it is. There's two more on the back. Yeah, there's, side so there's of that. two more. These are two. There's two more on the back, and then it plugs in through that port. Is that PCIe there? 
And then uh, these are for M.2 SATA? They're not using the spec for that plug. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. And then there's only two of the four DIM slots here. Remember that? Because remember that we only had access to two of the DIM slots? Because there's four times eight gig modules mm -hmm. in here. So where were the other two? We, could, we never found them. Like, they were on oh, the other were... side of the PCB, I, I think. Or like they're soldered? on board, maybe. Yeah, they might be soldered. They, they yeah. give you a minimum mm -hmm. of 16 gigs. Maybe. Yeah, 16 gig base model. That's still pretty high for a base model. So <laughs> we've talked a lot about uh, the performance of the GPU. We won't really go into that. One of the things that I, I thought was worth pointing out is he did a lot of testing of the battery boost stuff. Right? And with this generation, NVIDIA claimed that they had improved battery boost quite a bit in what it was able to offer. The idea of battery boost is... We conform your frame rate to, like, max out at 30. Yep. And we tweak other little things, and you're going to get more performance when, when you have to game on battery. Or you're going to get – I'm sorry. You're not going to get more performance. You're going to get longer battery longer life. Longer battery life. Yeah, it'll not last a minute 48 instead of 49 seconds. Uh -huh. Pretty close. Pretty close. This is, this is the best example of it, right? Portal 2 went from 57 minutes to 2 hours and 10 minutes. That's pretty good. On battery. Now, the reason that that is the largest swing – uh -huh. Is that Portal Two is a low uh, difficulty game for you mean, GPU? Yeah, it would yeah. run at a high frame rate. Yep. Right. Uh, when with no FPS limit and with no kind of thermal throttling or throttling at all on it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Whereas when so if it's running at if it would normally run at 120, and you suddenly cap it at 30, you're going to get a dramatic cut in GPU so, time. So the and GPU power. is doing like the hurry up and wait thing. Mm hmm. Just like a lot for yeah. a portal. Now it's doing a lot more, right? So you yeah. go from fifty from fifty seven minutes to two hours and ten minutes is a big that is a big, big jump. You know, I mean, you you could still argue whether or not two hours and ten minutes of gaming time is a viable thing for a machine. It's still twice the time, but I mean, whenever. it's it's that's still that's yeah. still something, right? If, yeah, you're, but if you're buying if, a machine like this, are you really playing on the battery? Not often, but you would imagine a case where you get stuck at Grandma Betty's. Or the power's yeah. out, and you really want to play Portal 2. Or the power's out. That's true. You could do that, too. Your power can be out for two hours. It's allowed uh, to be out for two hours. After that, save. I hope Korea. you're already in CMOF offline mode. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Uh, he also did, like, World of Tanks. Went from an hour and one minute to an hour and 38 minutes. Um, Diablo 3, an hour and four to an hour and 44. So, like, those are... They're, they're sizable jumps, right? Yeah. Like, StarCraft 2, 49 minutes to an hour and 48 uh, but then you get something like Metro 2033 that is already very tough on your system. Yep. And you can see that the boost there is very minimal. Well, it probably 57 wasn't. 57 minutes to an hour and It four. probably wasn't running much higher than 30. Exactly. You know, even with that off, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Obviously, otherwise, battery life is, I mean, it's it's not good. It's a gaming laptop. Yeah. But uh, it's it's interesting stuff there. So he goes through performance of the processor, of storage. Let's take a quick a quick look at storage performance here. Uh, about 1.4 gigs per second read, 1 gig per second write sequential. Uh, Addo gets up to 1.6 read, 1.33 <laughs> write. You're it's, basically saturating. This the is the chipset. hard drive speed, by the way, is 147 oh, megs by 141 oh. megs. <laughs> yeah, you should totally use the hard drive instead of that RAID. Oh, <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, but you're pretty much like when you hit 1.8, which it was doing on reads. That's, I mean, you're saturating the chipset. The chipset. <laughs> that's, that's all you can yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 DMI is just freaking floored, and it's probably... Now, the machine is expensive. Uh, the model we tested was $29.99. Josh. Two ninety nine ninety nine. Yes, thank you. I, I really can't 
go on with the show and none of those, look, none of those numbers were correct by the way totally shocked yeah. <laughs> totally shocked um, Ryan spelled out 29,000 what Josh did I say 29,999 yes and then Josh went to 300 bucks uh, oh man <laughs> but he does posit that if you like for twenty two ninety nine, uh huh, right? You can get a model that has one hundred twenty eight gig MSATA SSD, sixteen gigs of RAM, and you cut it. You're cutting the price down dramatically. Yeah, you still get the nine eighty M, right? That's that's a pretty big that's a pretty big uh, a difference there. Eight hundred bucks for that storage performance. Yeah, I mean you don't need that. You don't necessarily need that much storage like yeah, not and keep in mind it's not just performance but it all it is capacity as well because it is raid zero so you are having well, quote yeah. a, you are having a larger right right you don't need drive, that larger but, now i don't know if you're going to get quad here's SSD. some more photoshop pictures for you josh yeah sweet like that one i don't know if you're going to get a quad ssd totally raid in a lower that capacity one. model probably dual, probably dual or yeah, that one that might look how photoshop it is those usb ports USB, are offset right? oh my god what a horrible photoshop oh terrible damn it steve Oh, look at that. Look at that. That's a Michael Bay shot right there. No, 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 no. J.J. Abrams. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, right. Lens flare is J.J. Abrams. If yes. it was exploding, it would be Michael Bay. I gotcha. It, was, it wasn't banging on anything. All right. Um, so in, in case you missed it, and hopefully you don't because you're going to PC Perspective, PCPer.com every day. Every hour. Every hour. Minute. You're probably mm. got it. You've probably hit the F5 button on our website right all now. day. Right, but in case you're not, you should know about we're doing a PC per ten days of Christmas thing. I know we've, we we already did a gift guide, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was originally going to plan like a fifteen days of Christmas or a twelve days of Christmas, and then um, I forgot about it. And I thought, <laughs> well, we are running out of days, so we're going to have to do ten days of Christmas. Uh, next, there'll be Hanukkah. Right. Well, no, Hanukkah will be over before Christmas. It's what ten days of light. The Hanukkah of Christmas isn't Hanukkah only like six days? Eight. Eight. It's eight nights. Eight, eight nights. That's yes. right. It starts at sundown and goes, okay. Um, Besides, our pick for that is the Dr. Dreidel. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, so what we do here is just every day, if you go to PCPro.com, we'll have a different product that we're posting. It's like a recommendation from somebody on the staff about uh, if you're still looking for a gift for you to tell somebody else to buy for you or you're looking for a gift for somebody who's a techie person, um, you can pick uh, up some How about ideas. penicillin? It's the gift that never trying gets to, old. You're trying to prevent the NHL mumps spread or what's – <clears throat> no. no, his no, lip no. twitched funny when you said that. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, before I move on, is it a drastic scare in Canada about the mumps epidemic amongst NHL players? Well, no, because most of us up here believe in vaccination. So, <laughs> well, Sidney you know, Crosby really had so much it. An issue. Sidney Crosby has it, and I don't think I bet he's been vaccinated. And they've got well, boosters they even before they, they went to Russia too long ago. Say again, Jeremy. They even claimed he had a booster shot fairly recently, which just Sing? seems odd. It's yeah, super when, they, when they all went to Sochi, yep, uh, they got booster shots, and they're still tainted. Getting... Tainted booster shots, clearly. Isn't that a song? <laughs> tainted, tainted love. booster shots. Um, so, so for example, day one, uh, Google Nexus Seven tablet came out in t- 2013. I think still probably the best tablet. Uh, especially for the price, it's uh, you can get it for one hundred and seventy nine dollars for the sixteen gig variant, one seventy nine, uh, and two two fifty one for the thirty two gig variant. I will point out that it has been removed from the Google Play Store, so they they might be phasing uh-huh. it out. 
um, oh. for another revision some point. So I'll find it somewhere else cheap if you can. But but this is yeah, I mean it's still on Amazon, it's still on BH Photo, like and it's it's this, not a bad tablet. This would still be the tablet I would use on a on a day to day basis. Yeah. Right? Because it's the right size to hold with one hand, you're reading on it. It's almost um, like phones are now, though. It's almost the size of uh, it's almost the size of a phone. Plus. <laughs> um, day two was a Dremel 4000 variable speed rotary toolkit. Awesome. Uh, Alan and I had a debate about whether or not we should put a corded versus a cordless one in there. Obviously, yep. you can go whatever corded. route you want, but I think corded just I think you get the extra power. To grind through sometimes you don't inflexibility to work on anything. Yeah, sometimes you don't want that much power though. Just saying, that was my counter argument. How much less RPM does it go to under five thousand? I don't know, <laughs> like four thousand. I'm just saying. Sometimes you want corded's like, always better. It always is. Yeah. Um, and unless you're, you know, you just want to like power cord. tear stuff apart. But uh, if you don't have a Dremel and you have, you have no idea why you would need one, the the answer is you should have one and for everything. Because yep, much. you can really do anything with it. Um, you know, it comes with all these different attachments for uh, grinding and cutting and sanding and polishing. Mm-hmm. And, the uh, home vasectomy kit. Yeah, you, every single one of those will likely will likely. It's a do weird that. attachment. It's a weird. It is odd looking for sure. And best best yet, like this this toolkit that comes with, uh, I think it's like thirty accessories or something like that. It's only eighty five bucks. Like they're very low cost power tools. Does that one come with the box with the little thing that holds everything? Uh, I think it has like a plastic case that kind yeah. of holds everything together. That's the key too. Like you, you gotta know. keep all the, like all those pieces are really tiny, so yeah. you gotta you gotta make sure they're all there. Uh, so that's a good idea for eighty five bucks. You got day three, we did the Core I seven forty seven ninety K, which if you are near a micro center you can get for like two forty nine. That's awesome. If you're not near a micro center, it's on Amazon for two ninety nine. Still cheaper, which is still great. Wait, you can't order online on Microsoft. You cannot buy. You can't get those special processor prices without going in store. Huh? Interesting. Get you. Yeah, it's true. Uh, So forty-seven ninety k, a fantastic processor if you're trying to start a a system or upgrade your build there. And then day four, which is the last one we had up before this podcast, is the Chromecast, which is uh, the Google HDMI streaming media stick thing. Uh, that is just super handy for hooking up to your TV and then be able to run Netflix through it or run your Plex server through it, which Ken did today. Yep. Uh, I ran like the Google Play Store movies on it, or you can like just send it a browser tab from your laptop, like where you're sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. Through Chrome. Send it out there. Have through to use Chrome. Chrome. Yeah, you gotta use Chrome. It says Chromecast right there. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> uh, and the best part for this is this one's only $29. Yeah, Buy two. that's not bad. Buy three. Buy a bunch and just hand them out to everybody. I mean, it's just it's just kind of a neat thing to have because you can just plug it into an empty HDMI port and at some point, like, hey, I, I want to show you guys this YouTube video. And when you open up a laptop, instead of everybody crowding around your 14-inch screen, just send it up to the TV and it sends the audio with it and you get all that stuff too. So it has a power dongle, right? It does. It has a US... Will, will it work on my 21-inch CRT? Does it have a US uh, HDMI port? No. Oh, it has a we'll USB get Sebastian thing. To make you one. I get it. So apparently, some I H- could get Sebastian to make me one. <laughs> <laughs> I think some HDMI ports supply power. Is that correct, Ken? There's some like three TVs. Yeah, there there are oh. some that will supply. So it's it, possible that it might. But it's very unlikely. So they they include a USB power thing. dongle thing. And as long as your TV has a USB port on it, yeah, that you know they maybe use for like firmware updates and stuff like that. Then you don't have to worry about using the AC adapter or anything yeah. like that. Um, so plug 20, it into a battery. Twenty nine bucks. Plug it into a battery and just recharge the battery all the time. <laughs> so that's twenty nine dollars. And uh, a sneak peek for tomorrow. I think it's a it's an EVGA seven fifty Ti. 
that Sebastian wrote up. Sweet. So uh, check those out if you can. Also, quick point. If you buy if – you, if you don't know what you want to buy and you can't think of something and you're going to buy gift cards for people, Amazon gift cards. Oh, yeah. Very popular. Anybody – you can get anything on the wor- – in anything built in the world. You can buy an Amazon probably. I'm just making that up. Uh, but if you buy Amazon gift cards through the links off of our site, we get credit for that as well. It helps support PC Perspective. Yep. Um, and – well, I'll just say if you buy gift cards for yourself and then buy things with those gift cards, that's okay too. If you like sticking it to corporations, you should. I'm do not that. saying you should do that. I'm just saying it basically it generates. Turns out if you buy a gift card and then buy stuff with that gift card, yeah, we well, maybe might see f- two commissions. We maybe might. maybe for the exact same amount as the total in your shopping cart. Right, and it's weird how that kind of stuff works. And out. And you can but email yourself. You, a yeah, you can. You email card. yourself an e-gift card, so you get it instantly. Mine had animated puppies on it. <laughs> it did have animated puppies on it, so that's a plus. Oh, but it's basically God. like free support for the site. Yeah, it is. Like it, right? ju- it just helps it us out, right? It doesn't not, cost the person that's doing the Amazon stuff anything. It costs them nothing. They, they just, One just, extra step. You get, a, yeah. you get a gift card and you go. And then we use it and towards like, you know, and In fact, everybody stuff. that writes for us now is, is, is required by law. Oh, it's on mine. To do that. It's in yeah. the contract. Yeah. You find the total... You get Side the gift the card. card. You add the gift card. Oh, the gift the card step? We have to add that? Oh, now? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, say, okay. Because yeah. otherwise, I, uh, Ryan will cry. A little. Oh, Ken's already, Ken verified this worked once uh, <laughs> yesterday. And also, it works very quickly, as it turns out, too. <laughs> hey, Ken, order something. Hey, Ken, buy something. <laughs> oh, okay. the, kinds, the kinds of things Ryan. So he ordered a knife. Tells. I don't know what that means for me, <laughs> but he ordered a knife. You ordered him to. It, order it's something. True. I did order a knife. And, and then he ordered, he ordered a weapon. Ordered, he ordered a knife to kill me and a flashlight to drag me through the woods to find a place to <laughs> Oh, is that what that order was? Yeah. Oh, oh, it's for okay. my dad. That's for my dad. That's, yeah, nice alibi. All right, let's get to the news. Um, version, th- remember that in case M1? The, uh, uh, the pop like, can? The yes, can? This, this, this case. Which, that, that's, it's a rendering, obviously, because there's no can that says Coca Cola and Coke on it, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. And also, it's a render. Can you spot the NVIDIA render? Yeah. Uh, this was a crowdfund. Was this, this was a crowdfunded case that I think the guy started the discussion about. Hey, what do you want in a mini ITX case? Like on uh, Heart of CP's forums, yeah. right? And then they built the first version of it. It was incredibly popular. They built a second version of it. Now they're building the third version of it. What's Jeremy, do you know anything about what's different on this one? By chance, well, I mean, it's not hugely different. It just sort of puts in a lot of stuff that uh, people were kind of asking for because it, it kind of looks generic, but if you look at that, you know, generic unbranded can of carbonated soda, right. it's tiny. Yeah. It is a tiny little thing. And so for a lot of people, it's bigger than a lot of the mini ITX, mini ATX boards or cases that we see where you, you're you struggling to fit your hand inside of it. Right. But it's not a huge full size. Gives you an idea. And they spent a lot of time making it a little more uh, stable. So you put, and that's part of the reason right there. You see that giant Jaforce card in the bottom? Mm-hmm. If that was up towards the top, it would be a wobbly did case. Did you really call that a Jaforce? Jaforce, yeah. <laughs> I did just Jaforce. call it a Jaforce. How much case? Did you Jaforce see that Jaforce card? It's got a lot of cache. So much cache. And you know yep. what? That, that product is such a niche. <laughs> like Linux. No, no, it's a Nietzsche. Yeah. I do. I do like how all of the panels come off of this, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Every single totally panel comes off of this. It basically turns into a skeleton, 
So you can, I mean, even though it's small, you'd be able to get at it at whatever angle you want to be able to, you know, manipulate. Yeah, this this shows they're clearly using um, one of those Asus. Uh, this is a rendering, but it's the uh, what's that say? Z seventy seven ITX. That's that one where the yeah. the um, yeah, where the power delivery stuff is yeah. on like a riser. Yep. And I'd be interested to know what uh, heatsink that's supposed to be as well. So do you only get? Well, then this one is showing using a a, a double uh, a double rad, a, like a Corsair yep. 100 or something like that. I don't so, know what it so is, with but. that form factor, not necessarily this case, but with that form factor, do they make any of them that have one more that. slot? Like, is there really just one slot for you, you to put the... On a mini ITX motherboard, there's only one PCI Express. That's yeah. it? That's all you guys... Yeah. all you can fit. I'm trying to think, like, half-height This is cool here. SSDs like, see, see how stuff. this separates? Like, the, the, place, plug the hard drives? Uh, no, that is nice. That like, is cool. Does it lift and separate? It definitely lifts and separates. Uh, so then, which way do they sit when it's installed? Uh, oh, it sits flat. Oh, like it's uh, like vertically. It rides up the side. Okay, yep, got yep. it. Yep. That's, yeah. it's, it's it's a really neat design. Look at and, Sebastian's review. And Sebastian did do a review of it uh, of a previous revision, but I don't think there's a huge huge difference there. Um, well, you can it order it again. It's a huge difference. Let's see. Here it is. Yeah, Sebastian. I think this might have been Sebastian's first article for us, or one of the one of the first. Yeah, look at how small that thing is, man. Yeah, yeah it looks chopped. <laughs> <laughs> chopped, totally chopped. Uh, and I will also point out that uh, oh, well, let me go back. Uh, he does shipping this writer's abode in the province of the USA, known as quote Michigan, range from thirty dollars to fifty five for much faster <laughs> air shipping. So. That's the uh, in case that was a catapult and it arrived a little bruised. Yeah, yeah. All right. Up next, uh, we're going to talk about. Oh, uh, it's, it's not really a leak if Intel posted on their own website. <laughs> no, but Intel posted pictures of the Broadwell Nook. Okay. We assume it's the Broadwell Nook because it looks like this. I mean, and, and we've never seen a Nook of that coloration or shape really. So um, who called it a leak, or did they just have that up there? It's, or something it was else? on their Nook page oh right but they were just like they didn't say decoration pictures yeah i don't know orange usb slot obviously photoshopped yeah clearly clearly mm, totally shopped so it's usb3 in the front and the, we assume that's like the orangish yellow of like hey it's extra usb4 power. yeah or yeah. the one that confirmed maybe the one that powers something <laughs> if it's off or something yeah, like probably, one of those. probably usb4 no portal 3 look at it it's got the it's got the blue <gasps> and the orange oh there man. you go when you, yeah. plug, when you plug your port into one, it just comes out the other. I get it. Gross. That sounds gross, too. Um, and also, they have, like, this one, which was interesting, like uh, like like a vertical standing one type thing that that, that seems weird. Like the Zo whatever. What was that one? That, Zotac has yeah, something the Zotac like that. Ones. Yes. I mean, lots of people have them. Sapphire's built one like that. Uh, also notice that this one does not have, um, or it looks like it has M.2 rather than M SATA. Okay. Right, uh, which which was, is fine by me. I what mean. was the there was a reason for this? What was the reason that we thought this was the case? Was there a new SSD or uh, a wireless card? It, they're doing. I think they're supposed to do a M.2 wireless card. So does it have two M.2 slots? Yes, okay. you can see them. Yeah, they're well. Actually, yeah. no, there is a Bluetooth yeah. and a Wi-Fi coming out for M.2. Yeah, yeah. There's a two stacked M.2 slots, like gotcha, like they did with Mini PCIe and Mini Set. Or yeah, yeah. I see them. They're, they're staggered a little bit, but they're yeah. yeah. So it's it's been 14 months since the Haswell-based Nook. CES is right around the corner. It makes sense. This will be a Broadwell-based yeah. Nook, um, probably Broadwell U, which is the higher power derivative of what 
is in Core M. Which is in the one of... Core M is what's in the Yoga 3 Pro, which is Broadwell Y. Um, Be interesting to see what that does with higher power capability. Yeah. I'm very curious to see. So uh, I imagine we'll see more of that at CES. Uh, Alan, you posted a news post looking at Samsung's 32-layer VNAND and some photos that uh, another website called Tech... I think you have a misspelling here. Tech Insights? Can you spell that for me? Whoa. Insignants. <laughs> yeah, that's Tech Insignants. That's not that. right. We'll just move on. Yeah. Um, so that's a neat picture. What am I looking at? You're well. Actually, that's just the uh, the the BGA packaging. That, okay. That's basically what you would stack the. Each of these little dies. circles is a is a is a a solder pad. A solder pad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's just the packaging, right? If you scroll down a little more, that's the die itself. Okay, but then they start going way deep. Like this is the edge of a die. And how, how do they cut that stuff without I, it just? I know that is a great question. Up. That is a great question, and actually, it's about to be a much better question if Ryan scrolls down a little bit more, because that's just how the word lines connect. That is the actual VNAND what? channels, right? That's Across a fifteen hundred X. It's got to be a water cutter. It's fifteen hundred X compared to like the die. What about freaking just lasers? relative to that die picture? Uh, they just melt. That probably so, see. Here's the thing: some of that material in there is tungsten. So what um, mean? well, it's not easy to cut tungsten like without really affecting the thing you're trying to take I out. Have, like, I have diamond tipped blades. miter b- saw blades. Yeah, so just use that. Do you do cut those well, without what? leaving scratches and stuff? Yeah, it's or? got a nanometer edge on it. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I just, just hold the little die up to the <laughs> miter saw, and my miter saw has a laser on it, so I'm very accurate with the cut. The laser isn't doing the cut. And I do that. No, no, but my, my diamond tip blade will. <laughs> no, this is easy to do. And then you just get a macro lens with a well, 1500X you know, zoom. 60 grit sandpaper, yeah. right? <laughs> 60 grit sandpaper. That could be. Though. You That'll might it. sand it down until you get there. 60 grit. <laughs> 60 grit. <laughs> is that a handful of sand? <laughs> this is easy. Yeah. And then, so, and then, Ryan, if you scroll down a little bit more, yeah, and there's that. even more magnification, that's top down view. Of the actual, of like, looking down this looks like column tree right here. You're looking down, not that, not the big column. You're actually like this? the very narrow ones in between them. Yeah. Oh, or the ones that go on side to side. Uh, kind of those, yeah. Well, you gotta tell me which hole I'm looking down. Come on. Yeah. Look- if you don't know which hole you're looking down. <laughs> so if you look at the top, you can count. You can count the age of this uh, by cutting <laughs> by rings. cutting the rings. <laughs> this SSD has seen three terabytes of writes. I could tell because there's that would actually be really cool. Rings. <laughs> yeah. So you know, if you have like a a really crazy electron it, microscope, they're, pr- they're pretty cool pictures to look at. What, what I found most interesting about this, just from a learning experience, if you go back, so up this to is the, one micrometer, which is how many nanometers? Uh, micrometer. Yeah, well, okay, sure. A thousand. So, so this is twenty nanometers, and this is a thousand nanometers. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm yeah. trying to see how much closer we are. But if you look this. at that cross section, so part of how they make this structure mm-hmm. is at you'll notice that like at the very bottom, mm-hmm. those wider, uh, the channels, mm-hmm. right? If you look at the very bottom. Yeah, yeah, like the uh, what well, looks like the bottom of the nail. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like that, right? It turns out that so they nails actually impaled Christ. They actually etch. It's like so they etch these channels, but then how do they how do they fill them? Like how do they get them full back up with this material? Well, it turns out that they leave 
a, like a seed crystal or they somehow etch a seed crystal of a material mm-hmm. into the bottom, the very mm-hmm. bottom of these holes, mm-hmm. right? So they, they somehow etch these holes vertically. Yeah, I got that part. And then they do something with the atmosphere or the environment that that is in PFM. to promote growth of the crystal. And it grows Ooh. from the bottom. It goes up. Up. Organic memory. Yeah. So it's like, it's like how, how, think about it. How are you going to fill a hole accurately all the way with a certain material? Just, just pour you just it all grow it the from the bottom up. It's like very small drill bits. It's like, putting, yeah. it's like when you aerate your lawn and you pour sand on it. And you put little seeds. In no, no, there. you, put, you, put, oh, you cover it with sand and then it can stop and you just brush it off. That's probably what they do there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Fill it with sand. And we all know sand makes up silicon. There's plenty of so sand left sand. over from that 60-grit sandpaper. The job. It's true. That's already so, filling the holes. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. The problem Copper is just driving base. that nail in straight. It's really tiny. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's just amazing it that they're able to It's to pretty impressive stuff. Neat pictures. And it, it's almost impossible to look at this picture and have any, um, like, relative scale. Like yeah. I, I try to explain some of this stuff to my dad every once in a while. I was like, man, the stuff we're working with is so impressive. And it, it's, it not, it's not until I use like the metric of like how many times, like if you take a human hair, how many times wider is it than the mm-hmm. thing we are talking about? And that's like what kind of gets that point mm-hmm. across. And then but. if you look, if you look at that top down view again, there's actually something very interesting about that scale marker. Like that is 20 nanometer. Mm-hmm. Like that's what 2d planar flash is at. Mm-hmm. 20 nanometer, mm-hmm. right? Look at how much bigger it's gigantic. Those are. It's fat. That's right? so PHAT. And I mean, those are those are the materials that are storing your charge, like that, and the area immediately. You're right around. now, I no longer trust it. I'm not interested in this technology anymore. <laughs> Old, <laughs> done. Uh, apparently, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe just a week ago, uh, Windows broke everything. Microsoft yeah, broke everything. their silly update thing. That's Tuesday. Jeremy, what uh, what did they break this time? Uh, it was another certificate update that they did not test properly. It's it's not the first time we've seen this happen, and I pretty much lay money on the fact that it won't be the last. But uh, they pushed out uh, a knowledge base that uh, affected only Windows 7 and Server 2008 systems. Uh, anyone else was totally unaffected. And it was only there for maybe a day and a half, two days tops, before they immediately pushed in another update, which would either do what the original one was supposed to do or revoke the original update and replace it with this working one. But it, the timing on it was perhaps a little bit poor for AMD because it <laughs> I, came I out at the same was time that the Omega driver did. Yeah. So a lot of the people that were having issues with the Omega driver could well have been having issues with this, and part of the reason that we are fairly sure this is one of the root causes is because a lot of NVIDIA users were also having significant issues updating their driver with the new Game Ready that had come out uh, the same week. It, it's gone. Uh, if you've got it, you can manually uninstall it, although if you run Windows Update, it will automatically uninstall it and replace mm-hmm. it with a proper one. And it caused a whole bunch more than that. Microsoft Security Essentials got screwed up. VirtualBox had some really horrible things happen to it. Um, in some cases, it actually broke Windows Update because, you know, that's the first thing you want to break. I mean, what is it that it was doing in order to break all those things? Was just a it updated the root certificates. So all of a sudden, uh, these certificates are not acceptable, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that's pretty much. technical terminology. That's pretty, pretty, that's, really. pretty, that's pretty accurate, though. That's pretty much, yeah. Just, <laughs> you know how much that sucks for AMD? We've been working. We've got this great driver. We've been oh, yeah. working on it for like a year. This is awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's yeah. going to be the best thing ever. Fails to install and our a bunch partner, of machines. Microsoft. Microsoft, Microsoft launches a torpedo screen. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big God. torpedo, too. Yeah. Break windows. Just in time for your driver. Sorry. All right. Uh, also up. Oh, uh, if you have a shield like I do right here. No. That's the new micro oh, no, shield. I'm sorry. If you have this shield, you're out of luck. But if you have a shield tablet, uh, NVIDIA has released Half-Life 2 Episode 1. Fully, pulled, fully ported over to OpenGL running on the shield tablet. I would have preferred Episode 3. Well, the, that's world exclusive to Shield Tablet 2, I think. Hmm. Um so it'll happen. Uh, but Half-Life 2 Episode 1 now available on Shield Tablet. Again, this is something it's it's power, you know, it's a Tegra K1 game. I played a little bit of this. It's really impressive looking. Yeah. That's running on a tablet. You've got the Shield controller. It's pretty cool. I mean, it sucks a little bit that uh, this is limited to that specific audience. Obviously, yeah. Nvidia did all the development work or almost all of the development work on this. Yeah. For all for for Portal, for Half-Life 2. Did yeah, they they're, the they're the one doing most of the they did. pushes for that. They did Portal and Half Life Two, and now Half Life Two Episode One. They did like their dev team did that, mm-hmm. and so uh, they're releasing this. It's seven ninety nine, right on there. Kudos to their dev team. Like, think about it. Like, they're just a driver dev team. No, no. Well, well, their Tegra dev dev team is who's working on the engine stuff. But yeah, but they're versatile enough to have oh, guys yeah. just oh, we just port this game over. You know, they're they're looking for games that will show off the power of their processor mm-hmm. um, because that is their one advantage. The, the primary advantage that the Shield tablet has over all the other Android tablets is this incredibly powerful gaming processor. Yep. But you need Android something to gaming run on it. so far behind yeah. what this SoC is capable of. Yeah. And so they're, they're out there pushing that and pushing that and pushing that. I would say they have done a fair to mediocre job of actually getting that. Like I, I need to see more games yeah. out there yeah. that are taking advantage of this. So Still, just a handful of stuff, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I do then, like that little screenshot that says this app is compatible with some of your devices. Yeah, and it's funny because if you saw this is a screenshot of me purchasing it. I sent it along to Scott to use <laughs> for it. Um, this might not work. So my is that li- your credit card information? Uh, not in the screenshot. Oh, good. But I did buy it on my birthday, so there's that. But if you oh. like, if you saw the scroll down list of Android devices that were not supported, because <laughs> I have one. a lot of Android devices associated with that Google account because of all the testing of stuff we do, and uh, it was only one device, so it was very easy to find the one that uh, it was properly working for. So, uh, and if apparently if you buy what is this a Shield tablet with the green box bundle, which is the the 64 gig version. Okay, and a controller, mm-hmm. you get the game for free. I mean, that game it's it's eight bucks. This I think you get a couple. Of, I think you get Portal and Half Life Two and Half Life Two Episode One. Sounds like they're giving you all the good ones. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, part they're of the, part of the deal. They're trying to they're trying to do that. So, and I hear that Half Life Three will be exclusive to the Shield, right? Yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. Yeah, but only the Shield One portable for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're actually going backwards in that regard. Only the Shield Micro, which Ryan has correct over there, correct in the form of a Christmas tree ornament. Uh, so uh, before I get into my picks of the week, I'm going to ask Alan. You have three links in here. Which one am I clicking on? Uh, the first one's the important one, and then the middle one might be. Cool. You make you're making this way more complicated than it needs to be for me. Yeah, I thought yes. that was my job. 
But yeah, I mean, which one of the second two? The, 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 the middle this? one. The middle one. The this. Yes, yes. the middle one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then I guess I'll pause it because it looks like it's you a... You will. It's a video. Yeah, you should, it's a it's video. Gonna, it's going to start like... Yeah, that's fine. Well, it should start. All right. Well, enough building up to it. Let's actually talk about what our picks are. Mine is this. Uh, it looks... Oh, Ding. man. You cannot it's out of buy. stock. You can't buy it. Uh, not Come available. on. It's it's a 2008 product. It's a classic. The Zo- Asus Zonar D2X 7-channel, 7 7.1 channel, 24-bit, 192 kilohertz, PCI Express by one interface sound card. Um, I'm ashamed to admit that this is a product that was brand new, completely sealed. Is it still sealed? Yeah, yeah, Did looks, you open it, Ken? In. Well, I think it's sealed. <laughs> it's still sealed. Still sealed, sealed in both the sides. box um, that I found as where I was cleaning out my office. <laughs> which Not this office. Uh, yeah, my office at my house, um, which I, I'm sorry, JJ. Sorry. sorry. I'm sure you sent me this. <laughs> you know, I probably supposed to review that, that in 2008. Yeah, but if, had I given it to you in 2008, it might have been 2009. Actually, Josh, you and I yeah. were plugging Zonars a lot around 2008, so I think it's covered, right? So what you're saying no. is you you're think about this to have is, a You guys think this is still a pretty good sound card? Yeah. You think this is oh, still... I think, I think if you gave it away, someone would be happy with it. Well, no, I'm going to use it myself. I'm still sure using an Ozentech X5 based one. Wow, the connectors that's... have LED lights coming out of them. I've still got a hmm. D... What was, what was the PCI version of that card? The D2, I think. The D... I think it was just a Zonar D2. Was it DX or something? No, I think or it was DG. D1 or D... Or I forgot. No, I'm going to go with D2. Because the X would be for a piece of Express. Yeah. Anyway. I'm just going on a limb. Uh, so that's not in stock anywhere. I did look before uh, we came with this. But, uh, hey, look into the other great Asus Zonar products. and um, Yeah, they're still selling all the other ones. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can find a couple of them on the leaderboard if you so desire. I mean, that one just got superseded by a newer, better model. Correct, so. correct. If I click this See Similar Items button, uh, we've got the Asus Zonar Essence STX Virtual 7.1 channel. Oh, by that's one not a cheap card. It's $180. Yeah. Headphone amp card. So it's not just a sound card. It may not be a sound card at all. I don't know what these fancy words mean. And don't forget, you have to add, like, Molex power to that guy. It has a, Correct. It has this a one has a floppy Molex drive too. power connector on it. Does it still have the No, MPC no, no. Connector? Does it have floppy or Molex? Well, it's a floppy mo- floppy style. The, the small. The smaller pen. one. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, anyway, uh, Josh, what do you got? Um, I like to sniff things. Okay, cool. Cool. Mm. You were just holding your cat. I was petting the cat. Mm. What would you like to sniff today? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely that one. Um, <laughs> Come on. Network. Sniffing the network. I like to scan my network and see what is going on. There are any devices or IP addresses that uh, may not be expected. Not only that, but it'll actually show you all the shares as well. It's a free program. It's like 1.5 megs. It comes in 32-bit and 64-bit flavors. It's a really handy little tool if you want to see what's going on around you. And it's got a quick and easy interface. Why would I want to use this? Is there any legitimate oh. reason? Well, yeah, okay. Say uh, I, uh, I was working at a place, and we had four subnets. Okay. And uh, I was having some strange network traffic. And so I, I decided to scan one of the subnets. And see what IP addresses are there, shares, whatever, what might be causing some issues. And, you know, 
It's a good way to inventory your network. I always inventory. So you discovered a, a hidden BitTorrent server? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You narc. Jesus. I know. All right, Jeremy, what do you got? Uh, I was kind of grasping this week, but then I reminded myself that I had seen uh, what our friends over in the UK get from their bloody cable providers. Uh, E is one of the bigger ones uh, tied in with Orange. It's a four-tuner PVR that comes for free if you're a subscriber to their network, which costs you about 50 bucks US a month. And for that 50 bucks, you get 80-some channels, a couple of uh, free-for-all streaming systems, 17 megs down and up, and unlimited, excuse me, unlimited broadband. Not AT&T unlimited broadband, but actual (laughs) unlimited broadband. So it's got four tuners in it. You can Mm -hmm. pick up to six channels to constantly record so that you can do skip-ahead watching whenever you feel like. You can record Hmm. three shows and watch one while you're doing it. It comes with a terabyte hard drive. Again, I repeat, $50 a month. If you want to, so it's not that it has four. This is all network based, right? This whole thing. Yes. So it's not. They're not actually tuners. It's just it can record four streams. Yeah, because there aren't four coax coming into the back of it. But it's all it's all internet based, so that they can actually pull this off. If you want to go for the extreme one, it's going to cost you sixty sixty five dollars US a month. You're at seventy six megs up and down. We, we really get boned over here in North America. I mean, I know the, the Canadian prices are awful. I've seen the American prices. True. They're three times that much, and you don't get that. But it's just the fact that you get this for free to sit on top of your set well, of, this of is, your this is, TV. This is UK, right? Yes. Well, don't they have to pay some extra fee? Yeah, tax? there's a line rental of 15 pound. So I thought it was 20, for like every screen in your house or something, or every screen that can watch a TV show or something. There's some kind of tax. Uh, no. or, I forgot what no, that was called. No, not with this one. Mm-hmm. Huh? It's it's just kind of sad what we have to deal with over here. Yeah, poor Canadians and Americans. Because that looks really well. I mean, no, we're definitely not. I mean, that interface looks like better than any DVR I've seen. Isn't it? It, it? it wouldn't just, take much. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't. Oh. All right, Alan, you're last. Uh, yeah. Uh, so hey, Elite Dangerous is out, and then it occurred to me when talking to Ken that people don't realize that this is a remake. It's not exactly a remake. It's a remake. It's doing the same thing of a 1984 game. Yes, of a 1984 game. Uh, yeah. Tell One me what the, the 1984 game out. did. Did you fly spaceships? Uh, the docking is almost exactly the same, except that if the you go docking? to that other, is that code for something? No. Uh, no, it just means you have to spin with the same rate that the, uh, with space, the station space station Oh, God, Ken, I just lost any and all interest I had in this game now. But if you go to the <laughs> other link, and you go to, like, 11 minutes, like, say, 10 and a half, 11 minutes, you'll get a feel for how this was in 1984. Oh, boy. Oh, 10 11 minutes. Hey, I, I played something oh, like this on the TRS-80. Yep. Docking. Look at that with, graphics. With essentially a... Um, that is what is it? A, an hourglass? Can't that, show this. That, that right there is VSync off when you don't have a frame buffer. That's what uh-huh. you're looking at right there. That flicker. Oh, you're never gonna land unless you match rotation, dude. Yeah, he's, that dude's like got to figure out the rotation thing there clearly. 
This is the worst thing I've ever seen. I know, seen. right? Notice how space, the stars, are drawn through the space station. <laughs> Procedural generation, uh, man. This had... There's no Z-buffer. There's no... None of this crap. Sorry. Well, what is he even... Is he trying to dock or what? What is he... Oh, there we go. Okay, so you see the stars? Yes, space is drawn space through. Space is drawn yeah, through okay, the station. Yes, it's yeah. awesome. Yes. Well, it's a, it's a glass base. Yeah. So people who live and dock with glass bases... Best oh, not. look, there he is. Now he's matching rotation. Yeah, but he's, oh, he's, he's getting not, close. Yeah, he's, he's getting there. He's getting there. God, you're making me really want to play this game, Alan. I know, right? Aren't look I? At, look at How this version. How many systems were there? 400 billion. I can't billion. remember. They procedurally generated better part of 100,000 systems on... They did. ...less than a half a meg. Yep. Less than half a meg this game was. Oh, there you go, buddy. You're not going to... Well, Almost, no, you're going to crash. Uh, oh, oh, oh. oh. It felt Got so it. good. And then it turns into Dope Wars. Literally. Dope Wars? This like, that's kind of what this was. You went worst. to a station. At least this looks cool. I'm going to have to download it and try it, but if it's as exciting as that YouTube video is. It, it seems to be prompting people to buy really nice uh, joystick and throttle yeah. I just wish they like. could do the single player that they promised. Oh, it's, there's no single player stuff? Yeah. No. Mm. That is disappointing. Um, I would like to say, uh, if you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash pcper, you'll see uh, <laughs> NVIDIA sent along <laughs> this ornament to me today that my wife is already in love with. You should hang it on that tree. It is a Christmas ornament of an NVIDIA Shield portable. Okay, here, let's, uh, let's see how this works. But can it play episode one? Uh, no, no, Damn here it. we go. But it can play episode three. Oh, <laughs> oh. unfortunate. Poor MSI Christmas tree. <laughs> hey, there you, you go. got to put batteries in the bottom. Oh, yeah, of the Get tree, give it a little bit dude. more weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. All right, everybody, that is going to round up the podcast for us this week. Again, pcper.com slash podcast is where you can go and find all the back episodes and how to subscribe to the RSS feeds and find the YouTube videos of uh, if you want to watch us do this in a, in a video format for some reason and pcpar.com slash live is again is the URL where we uh, record the show on Wednesday nights at 10pm Eastern 7pm Pacific and one last plug for pcpar.com slash subscribe where you can sign up for a mailing list that we will send you an email only when we are going to do live events like this so just give us your name and email and uh, I will send that along almost all of the time before, before our live events sometimes so, when we're starting uh, Eh. We, sometimes, sometimes depends sometimes. on if I'm here or not. It, it's sometimes halfway through. Sometimes. Uh, also, a reminder: we probably will not have a podcast this coming week, as it is we would we would record on Christmas Eve, and we'd um, like to stay married. Well, sure. I mean, that's your that's your problem, dude. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll do one the next week, probably not on Wednesday, New Year's Eve. We'll probably do it on like maybe Tuesday or earlier Wednesday if people are off work and we can make that happen. Um, we'll, we'll do something uh, between now and when we actually leave for CES. So there's at least one more more show going up. And Ken's super excited about CES. Ken, I hope you have everything set up and planned for that, right? You've got all of our pa- stuff packed up and ready to yep. Yep. go. Cool. Yep. Good to know. I think, I think he's lying. Um, so we'll see you not next week, um, but the week after that. But if we'll still have lots of content going up at PCPro.com, so make sure you check out that. If you miss us, we'll have videos up of us. 
uh, at the very least there. And, and maybe Sebastian will have another video on his next uh, PC mm. building mm. process, his mm. next, next supercomputer uh, uh, option there. So we'll see you next time, guys. I'm Ryan Shrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. And I'm Alan Malentano. Goodbye. Thank you.